and welcome to the Choosing Happiness podcast. If you are listening, then you are a really good friend and (laughs) you, yeah, you're awesome because it's been since June since I uh, have put out an episode and I kind of wanted to explain where, okay, well, I'll back up. Hi, my name is Caitlin and I am the host of this podcast called Choosing Happiness, and this is a podcast where I interview those in my life who have inspired me and have just been a really good example to me of choosing happiness because a lot of times we go through a lot of crap in life, and these people kind of, despite like the situations that have occurred in their life, and it can be a variety of situations, but they, to me, um, are happy, and yeah, so that's kind of the basis behind this podcast in case you're new. Um, so I'm going to explain where I've been, um, in June, I kind of was, a lot of people were gone in summer, so I didn't have too, too many people to interview, and then I missed it one week for some reason, and I kind of just didn't schedule any more interviews, and then I was just, like, spending time with my friends, and, like, enjoying life, and I was in classes still during the summer, And then it was kind of hard to get back into the swing of things. And then summer classes ended, and I had a two-week break at home, which was really nice to be with my family. But then um, fall classes started, and I have a really busy schedule. I'm, like, in 18 credits, and I'm volunteering, and I'm researching, and I work at, like, the MTC. And so my life is very busy, and I don't have a lot of time, quiet time, to record episodes or do interviews. And then... Um, a few weeks ago, actually, like, a month ago now, I recorded an episode, and then my laptop, I turned around, and I looked back, and my laptop screen was dead, and so my whole episode was lost, so I had already recorded this whole episode that I'm about to re-record right now, and so that was a really big disappointment, and, uh, I haven't had time to record another episode since. And when I say I haven't had time, I haven't necessarily made it a priority to record another episode since, And I really want to keep this podcast going. I don't think it's going to be something that I'm going to end at the end of the year, kind of like how I envisioned. I honestly want to keep it going for as long as I can. So now I'm going to get back into the swing of things. And I'm going to try to be as consistent as I can, but I do know, and I'm not going to, like, be mad at myself if I can't be consistent because I just know that that isn't the most realistic thing. And so, yeah. Also, in summer, I came across this Instagram post, and it kind of struck me, and it kind of made me think about why I'm doing this podcast and how people are actually portraying it, and so I just want to share the post that I um, found and just read it to you all. Okay, and it says, your strength is not determined by how positive you are. I'm going to go against what's popular for 20-somethings on this platform to shout at you and let you know that it's okay if you tried to choose happiness and just can't. As someone with clinical depression, I know how it is to be bombarded with iterations of that phrase and feel weak when your best efforts to will yourself to happiness never seem to work. I was sure that if I just exercised more, spent enough time outside, ate healthier, surrounded myself with uplifting people, focused on religion, and devoured as much information as I could through psychology classes and self-help books, that I could have the power to make that choice like everyone else seemed capable of doing. Now, I understand that while these things are important in circumstantial sadness, they can't undo genetics. 
Putting on a brave face and pushing down the relentless inner storm may work for a time, but it isn't sustainable. Strength is humbly asking for and accepting help, even professional help. Strength is recognizing when you are not okay and doing what is necessary to heal, remembering that self-care and pampering are not synonymous. Strength is knowing your limits and setting healthy boundaries, especially with yourself. Strength is remembering that healing is a slow process and being gentle with your progress as the challenges of life ebb and flow. We all experience times of light and the blues, and every day you quietly listen to how your heart is actually doing and move forward in authenticity, taking proactive steps towards a better version of yourself. You're proving exactly how strong you are. And so when I read that quote, I was kind of reminded that a lot of you don't necessarily know, like, my story with depression and anxiety and how those that really do suffer with depression and anxiety, you can't just will someone to choose happiness. And I don't ever want to portray that. That is the, the point of this podcast. I'm not trying to will anyone to choose happiness. I have just been inspired by those who have gone through really hard times and are still choosing to be happy. And I really like, um, I work with this girl, her name is Chelsea, and she's like my health life coach person, and we were talking because at the beginning of September, I also was kind of struggling with like depression and stuff, and I, I always struggled with depression, but it was just harder than normal, and we were talking about riding the wave of emotions, and how you can't um, suppress emotions, and you also can't dwell on them, you need to ride the ride the wave of them, and you need to kind of live it through, but then let it go, and you can't, you can't, like, hold on to it, and you also can't ignore it, because it will, like, crash you, and it will, like, hurt you, and it'll also do the same if you hold on to it, so I also, like, that is what I want to get out there. Okay, and I'm also, this episode is a lot of sharing quotes and snippets from Dak Shepard's podcast, and, okay, so I'm just going to share another post from, her name is Whitley, she is a host of a podcast called In the Wake with Whitley, and she is a life coach, and she also is suffers, she suffers, sorry, from depression and anxiety and abuse, and she just talks about her experiences, and she also interviews people in her life. Anyways, she's super vulnerable on social media, and I really appreciate that. And this is what she wrote, and I really love this so much. So she said, Dear Whitley, this is a letter to the you that feels all the joys and sorrows of life with intensity. The you that feels as if you're drowning in struggle with your lungs filled with pain. The you that feels passion that ignites your soul on fire. The you that feels clouded with depression so dark that you get lost. The you that feels uncomfortable giggles of giddiness. The you that feels so angry you scream with frustration. The you that feels overwhelming amounts of peace and gratitude that it sends chills running through your body. I know that the voice in your head gets loud. Stop lighting all of your flaws and insecurities. Yelling at you to stop crying. Laughing at you for being sensitive. Artfully convincing you that you are not alone. Oh, sorry, that you are alone. When it feels like you're losing in this second, hold on to the moments that left you laughing until you cried. Grasp the tender joys that filled your life and soul. Cling to the passion that once ignited the fire within you. I know sometimes all you want to do is give up, but I'm here to tell you that it's not worth it. You need to keep going. You need to keep breathing. You have a purpose. You are worth it. It's okay not to be okay. You are allowed to feel all the things. You cannot feel sheer happiness without immense pain. I know it's scary in the dark, 
Uncertainty is uncomfortable and exposing. But can you put your trust in me? I promise this isn't forever. The good always comes back. I love you, Whitley. And I just love this because it's really true that those that suffer from depression and anxiety feel the highs of life and the lows of life. And I'm not saying that you can't feel that as well if you're not suffering from depression and anxiety. But I, from personal experience, this is what I have felt. And yeah, so I just wanted to share that. And another quote I wanted to share, I'm so sorry, I'm sharing so many quotes, but um, Whitley shared this on her Instagram that I really liked, and it says, my highs are high and my lows are low. I love easily, but I cry and yell easily too. I'm quick to hug and quick to anger. I have many struggles many times a day, but I experience pure joy too every day. I do not cruise through life, I sort of crash through life, but I also wow through life too. And so it's okay I'll take the lows with the highs the valleys are deep but the mountains are high and I'll take both and I think that is what I just really want to like reiterate and ingrain into everyone's head that like we can have high highs and we can have low lows and we can still try to choose happiness and if we can't choose happiness then there are ways that we can receive help, that we can give ourselves help, that we can love ourselves, and I honestly feel like I'm rambling at this moment, but that is okay. Okay, moving on from that point. Um, also, in September, I was struggling just with some personal things, and I was starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed with school, because the new semester was starting, and I had a really heavy load, and I honestly was too afraid that I was going to, um, like, overwhelm myself, and then, yeah, I just had, like, a, quite a few things happen, and I was going through, like, a small, like, depressive period, and I reached out to a few people, um, asking them for ways that they have coped with like, depression and anxiety and, like, the hard moments in life, and I want to share some of those. So, if you are suffering with depression and anxiety, here are, like, ways to cope with stress and depression, and then I also want to share ways of how others can help you with depression and anxiety, or if, like, you're the other, how you can help your friends that suffer with depression and anxiety, because I have such wonderful friends in my life, and I know that they want to help me, but I don't always know the best way for them to help me. And I know that they don't always know the best way for them to help me. So I'm going to share both. Okay. So personal ways to cope with stress and depression. Write in a journal. Really? Okay, this is something that really helps me. Really hash it out. The only way that I can really express my feelings super well is when I'm writing it out. Um, in the moment, I tend to get caught up in the emotions, and I can't really get past that. But when I write it down, I have, like, time to think. And I can, like, validate my feelings. Going on a drive is nice. Enjoying the nature is something that is super important and something that I've really tried to use a lot this past summer. Um, cry. Just let your feelings out. Scream into a pillow. Um, talk out loud to God or kind of just talk out loud about your feelings. Just, like, getting them out there. Um, see a therapist. I have personally had experience with therapists. And I've had a bad experience with one therapist, but then I've had good experiences with, like, four different more therapists. And so, 
If you haven't had a good experience with therapy, you probably just need to find a different therapist. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, um, do what makes you happy. Go to the movies. I love going to the movies so much. And so, like, do what makes me happy. Watercolor, listen to my favorite music. Serve. Go out and serve others. Or go serve yourself. Like, treat yourself. Self-care is very important. Um, take a shower or bath. Listen to upbeat music. I made a playlist specifically called Happy. And I put all of, like, the happy songs in this playlist so when I'm feeling down I know I can just put this playlist on and I will listen to only super happy upbeat music um go for a walk exercise or hike this is also a good way for you to kind of just reflect on your thoughts and emotions and also be doing something good for your body um watch a movie and distract yourself with like a funny show or something friends is for me personally a really good way to do that it, they're short episodes 20 minutes office is also a really good way to do that and it's just a quick distraction is sometimes all you need. Um, do something that immediately makes you happy. Like I said, a quick distraction. Play with animals. Oh, how I wish I could play with dogs. But if you have that luxury, please play with animals. Um, don't isolate yourself too much. Call someone and reach out. This is something I have a struggle with. I'm really good at hiding my emotions. It's something I need to work on. But don't do that. Um, go outside. Like I said, nature therapy has been very helpful. Um, take a nap. As one of my really good friends once said, <laughs> when life gets hard, take a nap. Because when you wake up, it doesn't seem as hard as it did when you're going to sleep. Um, go to the temple, read your scriptures, try to participate in spiritual activities that will uplift you spiritually. Um, and then do yoga and meditate. I tried meditation, actually, and I could not do it. I just felt very uncomfortable. So I feel like yoga is a really good way for me to kind of meditate because I'm not just sitting there, but I am going through these motions, but they're, you have to be very thoughtful about them, if that makes any sense. Okay, so those are personal ways to cope with depression and anxiety. And here are ways others can help you with depression and anxiety or ways that you can help others if they're suffering with depression and anxiety. Um, sometimes it's just the nicest thing to be able to have a listening ear. So when I'm upset, I just honestly want to talk it out. Or knowing me, I want to just cry it out and I just kind of want to get my tears out. And I really just want like a big hug. And that is one thing that I am comfortable asking my friends for is a hug. Because, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I just, I'm very comfortable asking for a hug. But besides that, you have to be in my very, like, close friend group. And even within my close friend group, you have to be, like, really close to me for me to open up to you. Wow, I did not think I'd be, get, be, be getting emotional. Um, just having a companion in the moments where you are struggling is really nice because while sometimes, like, your first instinct is to isolate yourself, uh, it's not, like, the best thing to do. And, uh, like, being alone is not what you want to do because you already feel alone. Wow. I did not cry the first time I recorded this episode. But that is okay. Um, yeah, just physically being there. Remember the person of their worth. And not necessarily in, like, you are a child of God. Like, you have infinite worth. Like, while that is very wonderful to hear, it's also, um, reassuring to hear, like, the good things that you do. Like, you are a really good friend. And you are so important to all of us. Or you are important to me. Those are, like, also very, 
um, touching things to hear. Um, let's see. Oh, sometimes when people get stressed or anxious, they tend to not eat. I know this happens to me, and I know it happens to a few other friends who I asked, and so bringing them, like, food or a treat or something means a lot, because it's, like, the last thing that you really are focusing on. You kind of just let that slide. Um, a thoughtful note is something that I know I personally will, like, always remember. I love notes, and I think they mean a lot. It's, or a text. A text is also very, very nice. Um, so there's that. And then also, if someone reaches out to you when they are struggling, it is because they trust you. And if, like, I ever reach out to someone, it is because I know that, like, I can trust them and, like, I know that they know me well. And like I said, I hide my emotions from, like, my friends. From my family, I just, like, tend to hide my emotions. I don't want to be a burden to people. That is my biggest worry is that I will be a burden to someone but I have to remind myself that if someone reached out to me or if someone asked me to do something, I know I would drop anything to, like, I would drop anything to be there for them. And so I have to give myself that same reassurance that, like, my friends would probably do the same. And if they don't, it's because, like, they're really busy, not because they hate me or because I'm being a burden. And so, yeah, if someone reaches out to you, just know that they are trusting you a lot. Okay, well... That took an interesting turn of emotional events, but that is okay. Um, kind of to end this podcast episode, this episode has been all over the place, but I think that's okay. Um, I was listening to another podcast with Dak Shepard. I really, really like him. Um, he interviews just some of the most interesting people ever, and he interviewed this professor, I think, let me see. Let me let me read the description. He is an American and Israeli professor and author in the areas of positive psychology, organizational psychology, and leadership. And his name is Tal Ben Shahar. And I just loved what there's two instances in this podcast that I really enjoyed. So I'm gonna play both of them for you. Urgent and important. You know, urgent is studying uh, depression, though it is important to study happiness, and it's important for a few reasons. One reason is because one of the best preventative measures we can take against depression, against anxiety, is to work on happiness. That's how we become more resilient. You know, essentially when we work on happiness or in our relationships or focusing on our strengths or cultivating joy in our life, what we're essentially doing, we are strengthening our psychological immune system. Now, a psychological immune system doesn't mean that we don't get sad or angry or envious or anxious. It simply means that we do so less often, and when we do, we recover more promptly. Just like a physical immune system, we still get sick, but we recover more promptly. Yeah. Okay, that was the first clip, and I will now play the second clip. About happiness, it's also important, again, I probably should have said this at the beginning, but here we are on this windy road. It would be easy to misconstruct what you mean by happiness, right? You're not saying that a state of elation is obtainable or sustained elation. That's not your definition of happiness, is it? Far from it. When I first started teaching the class that first year, I had uh, eight students. 
Uh, mm. Two of them dropped out, yeah. <laughs> which left me with uh, six. Uh, and a broken ego, I must say. Seventy-five <laughs> percent uh, retention rate. That's not terrible. <laughs> not for a perfectionist. <laughs> um, I was having lunch one day in one of the undergraduate dorms, and, and a student who wasn't taking my class came over, and he said to me, uh, "Tal, I hear you're teaching a class on happiness." And I said, "Yeah, positive psychology." And he said, uh, "My roommates are taking your class." And I said, "That's great. There were two of the six. <laughs> <laughs> I really had to be nice to him, right?" Um, and then he said, "But now, Tal, you've got to be careful." I said, "What?" And he said, "Tal, you've got to watch out." And and I said, "Why?" And he said, "Because if I see you unhappy, I'll tell my roommates." Uh-huh. And I actually used that in class the following day when I addressed my students, all six of them. I said to them, you know, the last thing in the world I want you to think is that I'm always happy or that you, by the end of the semester, will experience a constant high. There are only two kinds of people who do not experience painful emotions, such as sadness, anxiety, anger, envy, frustration. Two kinds of people who don't experience these painful emotions. One, the psychopaths. And two, dead people. Mm-hmm. So experiencing painful emotions, it's actually a good sign. It means, yeah. you know, we're not psychopaths and we're alive. The problem in today's culture is that we don't give ourselves the permission to be human, the permission to experience these painful emotions. And, and they intensify when we, when we reject. Okay, so those were just a few short snippets from this episode. And I really love this episode. And I kind of just want to reiterate what Tal Ben-Shahar and Dak Shepard discussed um, how we have to feel both lows to feel highs, and we have to have highs to feel low. And I really, I thought it was very interesting how he talked about how it's urgent to study, wow, I cannot speak this episode, I'm so sorry, how it's urgent to study um, depression because people are dying from depression, um, because of suicide and sometimes it becomes too overwhelming, but it's important to study happiness because happiness is like the opposite of depression. And when you kind of do things in your life that make you happy, you surround yourself by happy people, you work hard and you strive for happiness, you can in a way achieve it. And, but that does not mean that your life will be perfect, and that does not mean that you won't have hard times, you won't have depressed times, because even, like, the most happy people in life, probably they are happy, and they're choosing happiness now because of the circumstances that they have gone through. I really hope that this episode makes sense, and that you're able to get something out of it. If anything, please have gotten some ways to cope with depression, anxiety yourself, or ways that you can help your friends. Um, so that is the end of this episode. I, if you're listening to this and you've gotten this far, I'm very grateful for you and that you are back and listening. I guess I'm back. I'm the one that's back. You've been here all along, but honestly, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Sometimes it's really weird to be like, yeah, I have a podcast, um, especially when you're not active in it. So I very much appreciate you all. And please tell your friends. I honestly think this episode will probably be one of the most beneficial episodes, not because it's a solo episode. That sounds very egotistical of me. But because of what I shared about helping others with depression and anxiety and ways to cope with depression and anxiety. And because these aren't resources that I found online. These are resources like that I reached out to friends that suffer from these things. Like ways to cope from them. Anyways... 
I hope you all have a wonderful week. I will try to be more consistent with having interviews. I think I have a few lined up in my head. I have them lined up. I just need to actually schedule them out. So it might be like every other week or so. But look out on Instagram for the posts. Or if you subscribe, I'm pretty sure they download automatically. So it could be like a nice surprise. Anyways, I hope you have a wonderful week. You are all wonderful people. And thank you so much. Have a wonderful week, guys. Bye.